Well, the Foundation for Space Development has a mandate to promote space awareness, education and outreach in um, South and Southern Africa. And we were looking for a program that would uh, provide inspirational um, inspirational factors to, to students and scholars um, that would promote space awareness and promote the space sciences. And uh, it, it became apparent that the capability was there and the capabilities are emerging and um, the uh, academics on our board were comfortable with the idea of, of launching a, a program to, to fund and uh, promote a, a moon mission. As much for the um, educational and inspirational effects that something like that would have, as well as the scientific um, uh, imperative that uh, that any moon mission or sorry any space mission needs to have behind it. So effectively, the time was right. Jonathan, how are you planning to um, achieve this mission? Um, the the mission is uh, the program is a, a long term program. It will probably extend a, a decade or so with um, lots of uh, uh, participation, public participation involved in it, with the emphasis of driving um, educational benefit and, and improving both the, um, the attraction of, of STEM subjects, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, to the next generation of, of students, um, as, as well as increasing the number of academic um, uh, graduates and postgraduates that, that we can get out of Africa. Um, the way it's going to, to, to uh, functionally or practically roll out is um, through the next step is a, a call for scientific objectives. So there will be a very academic... We split the educational and outreach from the science and, and mission planning. I deal with the educational and outreach, and my job is to promote and get create awareness and create sub-projects and initiatives that are around this mission. From the practical mission delivery side, um, it is being led by Professor Peter Martinez, who's the chair of the space lab at uh, the University of Cape Town, which is a postgraduate um, space studies program. And the next step is to put out a call for paper for scientific objectives. So during the next month or two, there'll be a call for scientific objectives. Then the mission team will go through all of those and work towards preparing a feasibility study. Now, that feasibility study is the end of phase one. That is our deliverable at the end of November. That is the, um, the, the part of the program that we're raising funding for. When that feasibility study is done at the end of November, that will tell us what our scientific objective is, how we're going to get there, what the payload required is, what the cost is going to be, how many years it's going to take, and what incremental missions we need to do between now and the final launch to the moon to be able to test everything that we want to develop and want to achieve. So it's a very long um, stage program, as all uh, space missions are, and that gives us lots of opportunity as well to, to um, have the kids of today effectively could be working on the program by the time the final mission is launched. So that's the, the, the practical rollout of the program. Each, each and every year, there will be what we call a precursor mission. So, for example, the precursor mission this year, because we don't have a scientific objective yet and won't have one until the end of the year, we've selected the Global Space Balloon Challenge, which is a, a global high-altitude balloon program that allows um, 
uh, anybody, kids, clubs, societies, universities, schools, to go to get together and to launch a high-altitude balloon with even a cell phone. And that will give them GPS, it will give them video coverage from the edge of space. It's really very exciting. And so that's our precursor mission one. So the very first African mission will take place between the 10th and the 27th of um, April this year with um, crowd participation as well. And hopefully, the capabilities that we require will all be in place by the time the final mission is, is, um, is ready to go. And what I mean by that is that there's three separate um, elements that are required for a mission. Okay, the first is what we call the payload, which is the actual probe or space vehicle that's going to either orbit around the moon or to land on the moon. All of the skills and um, technology and facilities and laboratories are already in place across Africa to do that. We could do that tomorrow once we have the specific objectives. And, and that, that exists um, uh, because Africa is actually very involved, even today, in space applications, in satellites looking inwards. We use them for GPS, we use them for communications, we use them for agriculture, we use them for disaster management, we use them for internet access. Um, and, and South African engineers, not just South African, African engineers, and African, uh, and there are eight, already there are eight space agencies in Africa. They, they have this technology and they have this capability. So we can build the payload, we can build the actual vehicle already on the continent. The next thing you need in order to do missions, you need a rocket to get that payload up into space and eventually to get it to the moon. Currently in Africa, nobody is building rockets, not with that capability. Our hope is that by developing this plan and at the end of the, this year putting out our requirements, that will be taken on by either commercial or um, uh, uh, governmental agencies or operations in order to, to provide us with that rocket. If that rocket exists and, is, and the capability is here in Africa, that would be wonderful and hopefully this is something that this mission would inspire. The third element is to be able to launch from Africa. Now, South Africa is at the wrong uh, geographical position to be able to launch for the moon, So, it, and you don't have a launch facility in South Africa. We actually don't have a launch facility anywhere in Africa. All of the satellites that Africa uses at the moment are being launched from other um, launch, uh, launch operations, like Kazakhstan, where the Soyuz goes, or the French Guiana, where um, Ariane Space is, or Florida for SpaceX. There's even launch facilities in Brazil. But on the continent of Africa, there is no space launch facility. Hopefully, the requirements that are published at the end of this phase, this feasibility phase, will inspire an African country, whether it be, again, a private sector or public sector, to create a launch facility so that we could do it here. But at the end of the day, the objective of the mission is to produce the mission. We will have to use what is in place. What are your immediate needs? What, what do you guys basically need? I, I hear that you also need funding. Yes, we've launched a crowdfunding campaign. And to, to put that in perspective, a lot of people ask us to do a moon mission for $150,000 or 1.6 million rand. You can't. This crowdfunding phase is for the feasibility study phase. Now, the feasibility study traditionally is something that's done in camera. It's something that's done by... The, the scientists and the engineers who say, listen, we want to go to the moon and this is what we want to do. Let's plan it and see if it's feasible. Now, from my perspective, this is the most exciting part. 
is the idea of saying, wow, let's go there. What can we do? How can we get there? What is it going to look like? So I have, uh, the foundation has encouraged us to be brought out into the open and said, well, let's get the whole of Africa or Africa's students participating as much as we can in this. And so instead of doing this all behind closed doors in a university course like at UCT um, uh, Engineering Space Lab or University of Johannesburg um, Engineering Department, which is also one of our supporters, we said, let's create this and let's open up as much of it as we can to the public. In order to do that and to do that effectively across Africa and across African universities, we need to have funding to, to commit to the outreach, to make this as broad as we possibly can. So a lot of that funding, the majority of that funding, is actually going into outreach and awareness to make this project as inclusive and to reach as many um, universities, including university schools and other um, educational um, institutions, to make sure that we get as much coverage and promote this, the science, technology, and engineering and mathematics subjects so that we start creating a bigger funnel of future engineers and future scientists. So that's where this first raise, um, um, round of funding is going. It's really, you know, to produce the feasibility study can be done in a, in a, a, a postgraduate course with students and, and, and a few professors. We said let's bring this out in the open and let's make it far more inclusive. And in order to do that and to reap the benefits of that, we need to raise $150,000 to maximize that. After this, when we actually have the mission plan, we are probably looking in the region of several million up to a billion dollars, which is what the latest moon mission that uh, just got their first million dollar crowdfunding, that's their budget. And we know that's not going to come from crowdfunding. That's when we can start talking to the African Union, who are just uh, in the process of developing an African Union space agency. That's when we can talk to governments and agencies and institutions and uh, other uh, grant givers and financial backing. And that's when we can do that once we have a budget, once we know what that's going to cost. So the crowdfunding at this stage is to take the benefits of doing such an inspirational. It's Africa's first exploration mission. We do lots of space missions that are more application-based, and that's like to monitor mine usage, to monitor geography, to monitor crops or harvests. You know, we do that all the time. This is the first exploration mission. And we want to harvest the fact that we're now doing science for science's sake um, to... to, to maximize the benefit of that by, by taking it to as, as many people as we can in Africa. And that's where the crowdfunding comes in for this phase. So there's a mis there is a misconception that we need $150,000 to go to the moon. That, of course, would be ludicrous. So we, we have to try and clearly communicate that this is about planning for going to the moon. Uh, Jonathan, what has been response um, from the public and the, and the scientific community ever since you guys announced that you're planning this mission? Um, in terms of participation and awareness and excitement, the response has been phenomenal. Not necessarily always good. And there's been quite a bit of pessimism, what, what I call Afro-pessimism, as in how can, we, how can we distract ourselves from the very urging and pressing needs of Ebola in West Africa or, um, or uh, poverty, uh, political unrest, religious unrest, um, there's a lot of pessimism around that, and, and we've we've countered that as best we can by explaining that we don't we can't afford to only focus on the short term. We need to f focus on the long term for Africa as well, and that's about education. But overall, the reach and the awareness and the support 
both from private sector and from academia and government sectors, has been overwhelmingly positive. We've had a huge number of, of volunteers who are either graduate or postgraduate scientists and engineers who want to participate, who want to be part of communicating our message and creating more awareness and excitement of this. Where we have struggled, admittedly, is on the crowdfunding side. And that, I think, is a combination of access to um, online payment solutions in, in Africa itself and, um, and the fact that, uh, you know, this is generally this is done in a, a, a more first-world market where crowdfunding is established and, and what's known like, um, like Europe and, and America. And we're doing something that is, I guess, controversial because it, it is science for science's sake. It doesn't have an immediate um, spin-off, an immediate tangible spin-off, like somebody would have. However, it's it's important too. And we're starting to see the pickup in the financial side happening. We've had two record days in a row. And hopefully before the crowdfunding campaign is, is finished by the end of uh, January, we will, we'll have reached our target. I, I just think it's important to, to state that... Uh, there is an underlying problem on the educational side in Africa. At the moment, one in nine people who graduate university in the whole continent leave to just the 34 OECD countries. If you look at the whole of the immigration, it appears to be one in five. 20% of all graduates leave the continent. Um, the OECD alone is 18 million graduates that we've lost. As well as the number of, of, of PhDs that we're producing in South Africa, we only produce 27 PhDs for every million people of the population in South Africa. That is one of the lowest figures in an in, um, established uh, educational environment in the world. When you're looking at Europe, we're looking in the hundreds. Um, Brazil is at 42 per million people. And, and this is a worry. And in order to rectify this so that we have these skills, and, and space sciences is very, very important to Africa and very important to us, um, because we don't have infrastructure we can roll out. A lot of what we need to do in the future will be based And to address this, we need to not only promote education, we have to promote skill retention. Projects like this, world-class projects where world-class scientists and engineers will come to Africa, like the SKA is a perfect example, are essential if we want to retain our priceless talent, if we want to get the most out of our talent and keep the best and brightest in Africa. We need to do more projects like this. And uh, you know, my message is, yes, this is a great project, but other people need to, to start thinking about what can we do to retain, not just promote education, but to retain the skills. It's no good promoting it and then the skills leave and another continent or another country benefits from our educational system. And that's, that's the main underlying message.